you're so stupid, go on yeah. ahead, you know, or whatever in the world no it is. No one wants to hear the shit. That's you know. right. <laughs> This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating fun features fluster, flummox, and fulfill you and thrill you as well. And I am uh, Professor B. Soup, international rock legend, radiant savant, uh, amateur wildlife photographer, member in good standing of the... Uh, uh, Order of the Immaculate Edit, the Brotherhood of the Order, and uh, well, you know, and I, and I could talk about myself, but I think I'd rather talk about us collectively as mm. birds of a feather. If you want to pick up on the lowdown, the real scoop, become part of the in crowd, the happening group, mm. listen to Christina Baldwin and Professor P. Soup. Oh, for our purposes, the lowdown and the real scoop means fanatically opinionated views from <laughs> a, from a well-meaning but rather green hostess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> and a mature <laughs> and mature sage advice. Oh my god! Uh, opinions, not advice, from the master Yoda of rock. So, um, oh, uh, so see, basically, don't listen to me at all. Just listen to you. No, but I, no. I'm, I'm like ear, just I'm like ear candy. But I just I'm to be heard and not really taken seriously. Oh no, no. As the song says, you remember "Dream On," written by Mr. Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh my god! Live and learn from fools and from sages so uh, you should listen to as i just said you should listen to if you want the real scoop if you want real perspectives here listen to birds of a feather that's all except i'm green and you're sage i said well well meaning but green oh my god so i mean you know i think that's overall you're well meaning uh, meant well meaning and green as well in a different way so i don't know i'm a little bit sage thank you you for not saying okay boomer <laughs> Don't you hate when it when people say that? I'm not into it's that. Like, what does that, that mean? It doesn't it's make like, any sense. You've been alive three times as long as I am, so you couldn't possibly know anything. You know, I disagree. Uh, well, would no. we be doing a show together if I didn't think you knew anything? Yeah. Oh wait, but you're doing a show with me, even though you think I'm green and don't know anything. So wait, I guess I'm wrong. But the well-meaning really goes <laughs> that's far. That's all that, that goes, matters. That goes a long way. All know? right, that's good. Well, you know, maybe we'll have to do a poll. Who thinks you're full of shit versus me? We'll have to. Maybe we'll do a poll. You know, and and in addition to that, and the poll, of course, will will clarify this once and for all. Where the people, where of the course. folks stand, where the That's folks right. stand. I already know, but the poll will oh, just. Oh, uh, you know, do you? Uh, all right. And another reason that, that you should listen to us is that this is the show on which you will hear the least amount of Gen Z slang. That's so true. You know, it's so true. I mean, uh, J- Christina's younger, but still, we don't get a lot of that from her because no. Gen Z slang. It's supposed to be a slap, but it's dead ass high key mid. And I think anybody who uses it is sus. Oh so, uh, you know. Uh, uh, so sus. So you listen to the show, and uh, we'll eat and leave no crumbs. Oh, shit. And uh, that's the last you'll hear of Gen Z slang, which is making life very difficult for me. Because <laughs> there's nowhere you can go, and nobody rendering opinion on anything. It's mid. You know, it's like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the dino, the curmudgeon. There, you know there are dinos and curmudgeons out there going, thank God for this guy, you know. You, that, that's what you think is happening? Yeah, that, so what are they saying about me? And Thank God for the green, oh, un, well-intentioned lady? The, the well-meaning green people are thanking God for you. you know? 
And uh, so, yeah. You were in so much fucking trouble. <laughs> I just want so, you to know. Uh, and now now, now you, you're going to tell me I got to do something else? Well, you know, I will just say your punishment will be delivered later after oh, the right. show is over. Deferred. Uh, sus- yeah. Suspended sentence. Well, of course, because no, uh, for the folks. For yeah. Good so folks. there's going to be problems later. So just know, folks, that this is not the end. <clears throat> All right. So who the fuck am I? Well, I'm glad you asked or didn't ask or whatever. Apparently, I'm green and well-intentioned, but I'm also the vocalist for the rock band Ascent. That's ASNT. And you can find us on your favorite music platform by searching ASNT or ASNT Rocks. And um, just a real quick side note, we are getting back on stage after a big hiatus due to, as you all know, an accident that I had. Um, but I'm I'm better and I'm back and going to get back on stage and um, the penance that my sage co-host is going to have to pay is to come to all my fucking shows because he just called me green and well-intentioned. I will be at the first one, Toots. That's all, uh, right. that's, that's all I'm going to promise you. No, no. We're going to have a chat. All right. So this is my little feature called Who Dat, right? My little thing, my little moment. So here it is. See if you know Who Dat. My band members did not appreciate my stage theatrics. I released my first solo album in 1977. I self-titled my first four albums, and so I became a star in earnest in 1986. I wanted to duet with Dolly Parton, but she turned me down. I'm a flutist. My landmark video was a big hit on MTV and is the most played video in MTV history. I was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010, Thank creation and maybe again for my solo work. The government of South Africa banned my recordings in 1980 and the ban was lifted at the end of apartheid. Moby presented me with the Q Lifetime Achievement Award in 2006 and Ozzy Osbourne covered one of my songs poorly in 1999. I'm so embarrassingly wrong about this, (laughs) but I'm going to say Peter Gabriel. It is Peter Gabriel. Oh. <laughs> it is Peter oh. Gabriel. It sounded like Peter well Gabriel. Well played. Yeah. It is Peter Gabriel because right. I'm hot off the uh, the heels of that wonderful concert I attended. Yeah, so right on, right on. I'm still high on that whole thing. So yes, That's right. We're going. We're wow. The, we're going. We're all going out to see the geezers all the time, man. Peter Gabriel. Uh, Alice Cooper. You know, Green, well-intentioned, kissed, you know. though. Yeah. I went to see Peter Gabriel. Did your ass go to see Peter Gabriel? No. I would have. Yeah. Well, I went, and it was amazing. And that was amazing that you got Peter Gabriel. I'm so impressed with you right now. It's fucking crazy. Okay. I guess I need to pick other ones. What what gave it away to you? What gave it away? Um, the go- Around the time he went solo, and I couldn't think of the song that Ozzy covered, but it sounds like something Ozzy would do. Cover. Oh, I mean, he covered Shock Lennon. Shock the Monkey. Shock the Oh, Ozzy did Shock the Monkey. That's what that's what it says. Okay, didn't know that. But he does he does stuff like, you know, uh, Beatles in my life. I mean, you know, he does a lot Not of different types idea. of covers. All no. bad ideas. Well, I mean, but I can see him doing this. I can see him liking yeah. that kind Still of thing. Still a bad idea. Yeah. But uh I don't know. Uh it all seemed to and there was uh inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, it just something about it just sounded like Gabriel. Well, and then I said, and so it's capital S, so, so you can't see like it. the album. I became know. a star, and then when I said the the whole thing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010, I said, thank creation because of Genesis. So I was trying to. Mm. 
kind of throw stuff out there. I actually missed that, but I mean, it just sounded like Gabriel. Okay, so I thought I was fucking cute and clever, but I wasn't. It was. So. It's just I was too dense to miss to catch it. Well, no, you got Peter Gabriel, and you were not wrong. That's true. I did. Thank most you. and most That's impressive. True. Most impressive. All right, now it's your turn. Here, ready? Uh, Volley this, back. To this you. is where the swagger falls apart, and I go, "Oh, uh, but what am I going to do? <laughs> A future?" That's the thing about doing doing radio. It's just like. You don't have to remember. I mean, you don't have to worry about forgetting how to do something that you never learned to do in the first place. Oh my you know? God. I mean, it's, it's an innate talent, it's sir. In, well, it's, it's, not an, it's not even a talent. It's just an innate, I mean, humanity, well, visuality, I, I don't know. you know? I don't think so. so. That's what I tell people. I think it's talent. Uh, anyway, so apparently it says that I'm supposed to be introducing the week's theme. Yes, and this and is a surprise even to you. This is a surprise, exactly. I was expecting uh, the, the next uh, installment of the last theme, yes. whatever it was. I can't remember. But, <laughs> but I remember it was it was open-ended. You know? Great. That's very specific. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for the- I, I just edited the, get, it. The care. I just edited the thing, <laughs> and it's out there. You can listen to it, but uh, and when you do, please tell me what it's about, because I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, here's the here's the <laughs> so this week's theme. We're so professional. Super pro is the term, you know, super pro. Here's the theme. New songs from old favorites, volume one and one new. What does that mean? That means that there oh, are a lot of new. old favorites, but we have one brand new that we have never heard before. Oh, I see, I see. Some of the house bands that we've mentioned before have released new music. Indeed, they have. We'd like to reacquaint you with the bands themselves and the acts and share their latest tunes. There are so many happening right now. Yes. So we have to have volume two, but I also wanted to make sure to include one brand new artist because I want to make sure we're introducing you to new artists. But I want to continue to support the bands, too, that we know and we love. And they have so many new releases coming out right now. So I'm going to have to have a volume two. Yeah, and it says here next, it also has my name uh, erroneously <laughs> attached to it, uh, announcing the, the the next week's theme. The continuation. Which is, exactly, I like this because it's basically the same verbiage. Yes. Uh, new songs from old favorites, volume, well, the first one was one, even I know, the second one is two. <laughs> the old house bands and the favorites, and we do have artists that we just like around here. Absolutely. And we play them enough, and uh, yeah, some of them, I know one that comes, and this is a total surprise to me, this whole thing. Absolutely. I don't know what the songs are. She sent them to me earlier. Yeah. And I uh, chided her for not sending me the show, even though we hadn't recorded it yet. <laughs> it's like, you sent me the tracks, we had a friggin' show. You know? Where's the fucking show? Come but, on. But, um, yeah, this is going to be interesting, because I have no idea what's coming. This is almost winging it, except for the a little bit of chiseling on my Escape Mental Patient notes for the features, which are going to be a complete balls up. But, uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, apparently, it looks like you might actually have to do something uh, for once uh, up next. Yes, it's very interesting, because we have bird banters infrequently now. Why? Because we have winging it. And all of that. Most of the bird banters turn into an excellent winging it. But this is more of a bird banter. I wanted to talk about something that is concerning me, something that occurred not only during COVID, but we've started to see happen all over the country and maybe even all over the world. Specifically, LA, we're seeing a lot of it, you know, but everywhere. One of the things is lots of music venues are closing. Oh. So a lot of them closed as a result of COVID, right? Because there was just no keeping them open. But we recently lost in October five points. So we lost Irvine Meadows many years ago, which was around for like 36 years, and their lease wasn't renewed. So they demolished it and put up fucking houses. Wow. We needed more houses, and it was a great venue, beautiful amphitheater, amazing. I saw Muse there 
I saw George Michael there on his faith tour. It's a, it was very beloved by many people. There were pickets. Everything was picketing mm-hmm. about it. Nobody wanted it to go, but it's where the moneymaker goes. So very, very upsetting. I remember seeing them demolish it. Super heartbreaking. And now they're taking down what was supposed to be truly a temporary venue. But there was a temporary venue. Yeah, it was called Five Points, and it was within what? I'm going to say maybe three miles of my house. Nice. And the idea was that it was replacing Irvine Meadows and that it was we were going to replace Five Points with a new permanent venue. Okay. Talks fall, it fell apart um, because Live Nation was going to come in and run Five Points and the city said we're not going to get enough revenue we're not going to we don't have enough control over this so talks broke down so now we have no venue again uh, in orange county uh. so it's heartbreaking that venues are closing big and small all over the world let's talk about the fact that we're about to use, lose the viper room the viper room is going to close because they're going to build like a the hotel or something. The hotel or something. There are talks about maybe that being inside a hotel, but it will never be the same if it's inside a hotel. No, it just yeah. won't. That's the la- the last I heard was the Viper Room, which is the only thing that prompts me to maybe go there sometime soon. But you know, it, it I've already had already been there. But it, that's one. The Viper Room is uh, its future is uncertain. Yep. Uh, it's not going to be open. You just walk in the side door. Hey, you know, here we are. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, owner, and I did not know it was the same name. Michael, I forget his last name. It's, uh, shame on me. I can't remember his last name. But I didn't even know uh, who owned the Whiskey A Go Go and the Rainbow Bar and Grill. The man who owned both of them just passed away. Yes. And I mean, everybody's shook. I mean, they, everybody loved the guy. Terrible. No, the strip. It's uh, it's desirable real estate for some reason yeah and uh, I hope the Viper Room uh, it's a shame that won't be open to the public you well, know. and uh, we already lost um, what did we lose there we lost the House of Blues many years ago and now oh, there's a high rise there that, oh, so right, I mean right. now that that uh, to be honest we played that venue and it was in disrepair it needed a lot of, of work but we I mean it was a landmark we still have a House of Blues it's not the same feeling it just isn't as the one that you have on the strip yeah so it's just something that's that's starting to happen. And a couple of other things that I want to kind of bring up is your old stomping grounds, New York. We lost CBGBs, right? Right, that, that right. Terrifyingly right. sad. I mean, broke my heart. We lost the Fillmore East. Oh. And we also lost the Palladium. I didn't even know that. Oh, my gosh. They're just they're for closing, some reason, closing, closing. I've never been to any of those places. The 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 places in I never been to the House of Blues in, uh, here in, uh, in on the Strip in Hollywood, mm. but I've been to a lot of the Hollywood places and the California places. But uh, those in New York in New York City, I did not, and I and I you know I've been there a lot. I worked there for a while, yeah. but I'd never been to any of those venues, and it's a shame, you know. It's just really sad. I mean, and and I think you know with with the whiskey, especially now that the the foundation of it has been shaken a little bit. I do wonder what will happen because. Of the fact that what the whiskey has become. Now, whiskey, of course, will always be a legendary venue for the people that played there. You know, it's iconic. But again, it's it's different. It's a pay-to-play venue. So that changes things a little bit because literally anyone can play there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that that, it's, that, that venue has turned into that because it... I remember when I first moved here, I thought, I want to play the whiskey. What an honor if they thought we were talented enough to play there. As long, right. as, the, as long as the check clears. As long as the check clears, they don't give a <laughs> fuck. I mean, it's true, but I mean... It, it just breaks my it, heart. It probably is not... It's probably not economically viable to keep it going any other way. I don't you know, know. I don't know. I don't know, really. I can't say. But uh, I know a lot of people resent pay-to-play, and, and it's understandable. I, I won't do pay-to-play. Yeah. 
But um, it does enable the place to go on, and, we, and great shows happen there. Right, but and, here's the uh, thing. What? 20 minutes, $700. Yeah, right. I thought, 20 oh, minutes, wow. and I don't even get a sound check. Wow. There's no way in hell I would ever. That's offensive. So I think that's the sad part is I'm okay selling tickets. If you said, hey, we want you guys to sell 25 tickets and see what you can do. If you don't sell them all, that's no problem. Still come play. We'd love to have you play. But do what you can. You don't know we would bust our ass to sell tickets. Mm. Right? That's $250 if you sold 25 tickets. They want us to sell $700 worth of tickets for somebody to come watch us play for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's and not I mean, going to happen. How many people are going to be available on that night? That, right. you know, I mean, and that even, many people. I'm not going to hit my friends up to come all the way out hey, pay there. To see, hey, pay to see my show. Right. No. When, I mean, I'm happy to to play to them for free. I can play to them in their backyard pretty much here. So. I don't mind paying to see you, punk. <laughs> well, thank you. It's funny. It's, I've actually, she's like my best friend. I've paid to see her perform I many know. times. It's not her, of course. Uh, I know. And the thing is, is we don't see any of that money. No. We don't see any of that money, right? So I just, I hope that the whiskey stays open, but I do hope that it goes back to having that integrity where just legendary bands play there, not because they paid to play there, or that great only great bands play there, not because they could afford it, right? I, I don't know. I kind of like, I mean, yeah, I kind of like the way it is. Uh, pay to play? No, well, not pay to play, but the fact that there's always somebody on the stage, and I don't think there would be. That's know? not true. Okay. There well, would maybe there would. There would well because if you look at all the bars, there's always people on stage. You know, That's everywhere. True. Yeah, I guess people will always want. to We play, will always you know? want to play. It's yeah. just the pe- you're, what you're seeing is the people who are willing to put the money up to pay to play, and I I'm not willing to do. It's offensive to me, and I and it makes me sad for people. That, that are paying to play there. I'm like, you know, I, you shouldn't have to do that. We're the talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're the talent. We're the people that are entertaining people. So I'm hoping that that if it if it's going to shake the foundation of the whiskey, it shakes it just enough to maybe help them get back to a little bit more where they used to be prior to all this happening, and maybe they can find another way to keep things going. But I don't know. But I am... I. I don't think that's in danger of closing. I don't. It's an iconic venue. And of course, that the and the rainbow. The yeah. rainbow is is uh, you know there's nothing there. They don't take money from you unless you get some food. You know, right? It might cost a lot, but it's damn good. Right. And it and there's so much ambiance there. It, I mean, it, it's a beautiful place, and it's such a as even our our friend Kill Jill said, it's a chill place. You just walk in, hey rainbow. You know, you just walk in. Nobody gives you a hard time. And uh, you can. There are some beautiful people there, though. Yeah, beautiful people. Beautiful people, and you come and go, and then you know you get your Ron Jeremy every now and then. Not anymore. But, uh, yeah, not anymore. But uh, it's a, it's a it's fun to look at their Instagram feed because there's like, oh, that's such and such. That's this guy. That's that guy. You never know who's going to be there. But even if they aren't, there's always it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Music is great. Live mm. music DJs. I mean, it's uh, it's a gorgeous place. It's it's the highlight of the Strip. It's the one constant. No matter what you go to the strip for, you can always go there. Yeah, well even we, if it's only to go there. That's right. Like if you're nearby and you just want to go someplace, like every time I go to the Hollywood Bowl, I go to the strip afterwards and go to the ring. Why not? You know. And uh, interesting what happened last time. Anyway, um, we also have yes. the Roxy right there, which is a huge venue too. That it's smaller, but it's a huge venue for us. And then we also have the Troubadour, which is I want to make sure all these venues stay open. And oh, the, I don't yeah. think people understand that if they don't go see live music, we could lose these venues. Maybe not whiskey because of its legendary status, but it's too much of a of a uh, historical icon. I th- thing, yeah. I think so, but not many other venues can say that. And if mm-hmm. they if people aren't going out to see live music yeah. and people aren't 
aren't patronizing, aren't supporting it, then there's no live music. And, and I do want to salute the people who, uh, during, you know, when, the, uh, forced, when they were forced to close during COVID for a long, long, long periods of time, there were people who did fundraisers and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, drew up, drummed up cash for them to be able to stay open, like Miley Cyrus. And we just thank everybody who did that because we, we don't want to lose them. Ven- losing a venue really sucks. We've lost so many. And, and there are so many more that we haven't even talked about. And I may bring that up on another show, but... I mean, across the country, we've lost so many. So uh, we got to get out there, and we've got to we've got to you know put the money out. Because here's the thing, with the whiskey, with other places like it, if there's pay to play and nobody shows up, then the band is paying seven hundred bucks to play to nobody. So go out there, support these bands, show up, buy tickets, do the things that you need to do because you are supporting a dream. And if you know we're willing to pay for it i'm not but many people are willing to pay for it so if you go out there you can help them right um and also show up to a venue because it doesn't help to play to no one yeah because yeah and when you go to, exactly and when you go uh actually pay you know if you go to see a particular person try if you can be around long enough to listen to the other act because oh my you'd be god surprised you might even meet christina like i did <laughs> i wasn't going to see a set i never heard of them mm, no nope. which actually i had a long long time ago and i didn't even remember oh crazy because well because of uh, uh lewis F- us. music radio yeah, yeah butterflies and hurricanes you know we we knew about them but uh, didn't retain any of it and then oh there's the pumpkin and uh, uh and bruce and they were doing their thing, and it was, uh, yeah, you got to listen to the other bands. And I, I do l- hope we don't lose any venues. I love that you said that. That is such a good point, too, because I don't want you to ever to just come for a scent. That's, there's bands before us, there's bands after us, and they all deserve a fresh ear. And I tell you, it is, it, there's no way of overstating how much it means to an artist who's on stage. Oh, my gosh. That you pay attention to them, that Everything. you react to their music. If you can muster up some dance, they will love the my shit gosh, out yes. of that. They love that. They groove on that so much. Yes. And, they, and it, it's usually, all right, even if you do pay a cover, they're gonna they're not going to get much of that, of course. No. It's your repayment to them for what they're giving you, you know. Right. And I don't get gas money back, but you know what? The, I'm going to be booked again because that promoter said, oh, they brought people and people are willing to pay for a cent, so we'll be booked again. But then those other bands that play with us, mm-hmm. they get new ears. And we get to play for their fans. That's what it's about. Yeah, you know, and you and you get that that person. You look at that person, and you're like, they are really, really getting this right now. Yes, they are completely. It's what I what I'm trying to do, they get it right this yep. moment. It's, be- it's beautiful. They're with me. Thing. It is beautiful. And even even a a you know a, an unknown like me who's done a couple of uh, only a couple of really live gigs of my own music, I've at least had that a couple of times. It means and everything. It's like, wow, it means everything. You know, it does. So I love that. So patronize these venues. Support your artists because, again, most of us are, you know, we're not paid a lot or paid anything. It's just not the state. And stay for other acts. Go for the band that you want to go for, but plan to stay or get there early. We need it, and we want you there, and we want to keep these venues open. So that was my bird banter. It was something I really wanted to talk about. Thank you for going there with me, uh, David. I really appreciate it. Um, what we're going to do now is introduce our first uh, house band, if you will. And when we call them a house band, either we've played them once or multiple times on our show. This one we played one time, and the artist's name is District 97. And the song is Stay for the Ending. It is rock, and they released this in October. So let's take a listen to District 97.
All right, that was District 97 with their killer track, Stay for the Ending. So new as of October 2023. Wow. So this is one of those bands that uh, Bruce and I have loved for years, and they're just incredible. I don't know why they haven't taken off in the way they should. Not that they're not well-known, but they should be really, really high up there, touring with some of the biggest acts out there. So hopefully this will help somewhat, maybe at least give them some sort of exposure because they're so hard they're so tight they're so good they are prog at its best they are ah. math rock the chorus the time signature changes are just fucking everything and she just cuts through and is a fucking powerhouse she's just so good at what she does and they go perfectly together i am a big fan of female fronted projects especially hard rock or you know, prog rock. I really, really love this. And I love that it is prog rock or math rock, however you want to say it. Some, you know, there's a difference there, but different people consider it different things. But I really like, I really like it when they have female singers who don't growl. I don't ah. think you need to do the growling. So it doesn't need to turn over to the black metal side. I really, really like this. Um, that music break, the musicianship on this is off the chain. They're all just absolutely brilliant and uh district 97 really should be in the stratosphere yeah and and uh i i agree with that completely and the audience uh, the, the the viewers as i like to call them should know that um i absolutely ejaculated when that song was over and uh, not in that sense though i uh, it means it was uh, i i verbally yeah. verbally ejaculated holy shit you know. it was amazing oh shit because that Such was a great that song. was amazing um, and it was very intricate and proggy, as you said. Me, personally, I renounce math rock, the title math rock, as a work of the devil. But uh, prog rock is cool. I just I, I associate math rock with snobs. And this is really, it's, it's not what I expected, especially from the intro, especially from hearing the music. I did not know who this was. I didn't know who was going to be singing. But it, uh, it ends up, it starts out, rather, as this intricate proggy groove metal thing kind of like Metallica uh, in many cases, except what you're totally not expecting is that it doesn't have, that it's so melodic, uh, vocally, that it doesn't have the, the wounded yak vocals of a lot of the, the music that Christina was talking about. Uh, it sounds almost like there's such a pop, beautiful pop vocal thing, it almost sounds like Swing Out Sister went metal, you know. And you're not expecting this beautiful herky-jerky segue, this really erratic, choppy thing that works in the song's title uh, the first time. And you would you would also have not expected the, the vocal clarity and force that you get. You expect growling or something similar or a lot of yelling, pro, you know, protracted syllables and things. And it's not like that. Uh, it doesn't have the conspicuously operatic enunciations of symphonic metal either. It's a great pop-style vocal, only hard as all hell, and it has some instrumental passages that suggest, like, you know, Kansas and Sticks. This is very, for dinos, this is, uh, this is really a breath of fresh air. So I was super impressed with the song by District 97. So, uh, yeah, totally kicked ass. Yeah, totally brilliant stuff, and um, there's a lot more where this came from. I will say, um, as somebody in a prog band, it is not easy to vocally keep up with a lot of those changes and... You know, the the changes vocally that you have to make, you have the stops and the starts, you have to really be good at, um, you know, breathing in at the right places and, and making sure that you, you time everything perfectly. So she's clearly a master at what she does. She's been doing it for a long time. 
and uh, really, really amazing stuff. District 97. I know there's more music coming out from them, so please go follow them on Instagram at district.97. So that sends it over to you for your feature. Uh, Does it now? Uh, yes. In your little uh, in your little pie in the sky kind of a world, that uh, that's what happens, huh? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't have to. I'll uh, I'll uh, step. But to I think then. we should. I'll rise to the occasion. Then. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Indeed, I gamely proceed to do to attempt a feature with the sketchiest of escape mental patient notes, and we'll mm. just see how it goes. All right, and this feature is to knock it till you crow. <laughs> Definitely pushing the bounds of what I will willing to say, but honestly. Three birds in one, I'm on board with that. Thank you. All right, and for this feature, we share the origins, inspirations, and the creation process of popular songs. And uh, I like the idea of that because uh, a lot of times, uh, certain individuals like me are completely wrong about songs and their meanings because I don't give two rats' asses about the meaning of a song, really. But uh, Well, that's not true. Well, I mean, I don't mind if I uh, misunderstand it or don't understand it at all. Right. Yeah. And for tonight's subject, folks, you could vow and resolve all you want that I'm not going to dance tonight. I'm not certain why anybody would ever do such a thing, but let's say it was a bet, okay? You can't dance. Well, you would lose and fail spectacularly were someone to throw on the song in question, which is Adam Ant's first solo single, Goody Two Shoes. Oh, damn. Great one. It's a great song. It's a great one. Doesn't mean it was a great idea. It just means it was a great song. Yeah. Uh, and I know it sounds like it would be about me and Christina, but this is not the case as it was released in 1982. Now, I have always loved this song, but even though most of the lyrics did filter through the genuine grooviness and fun of the whole experience, I didn't really get the handle on the message or the words, to be honest, but, but that's just my way. You know, that's how I do it. But first off, the phrase goody two shoes. I didn't know this. But I was surprised to find that it was older than I am. And in fact, that saying is older than the United States itself. What? There is actually a book called The History of Little Goody Two-Shoes. And I said it's older than the United States, and that would probably make you suspect that it was a British. And indeed it was, published mm. in London in 1765. And the story popularized the phrase Goody Two-Shoes as a descriptor for an excessively virtuous person or do-gooder. <laughs> Now, the parts of the lyric I could most easily recall were, you know, the chorusy part, don't drink, don't smoke, what do you do? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you always take that away from the song, if nothing else, the mm-hmm. first time. Uh, subtle innuendos follow, and uh, in this, uh, for some reason... That was quite uh, salacious, the uh, salacious. subtle innuendos fo- I was like, follow. oh, really? Do tell. Innuendo. Uh, I thought he was trying to poke holes in the facade of virtue of some young lady or... Uh, rather unfortunate tendency in rock music <laughs> back at that time. but And everybody else probably figured this out ages ago. Not me. I didn't yeah. even think about it, to be honest. Uh, no, you just Ever. love it. You just love it, you know. But you think it's like, uh, he's like uh, it, saying to people like us who don't drink and smoke that, uh, like, oh, yeah, you're so good. What do you do? You must do something. No. You, know, you got to have a vice. But uh, actually, um, everybody else probably knew this. I didn't. You didn't. If there are any other muddle-headed curmudgeons out there who missed it, this is for you also. But is my face red that uh, this is what I came across? The uh, the narrator of Goody Two-Shoes, the song, appears to have penned this song as a response to the media's intrusion into his private life for the sake of their tabloids. Mm. He sarcastically describes himself with the titular, expre- titular expression. How would the fuck pronounce that? 
<laughs> I've always hated it. It's one of my least favorite pronunciations of all time. Titular? Oh, I like titular, it. Titular, yeah. The titular expression, uh, no less, uh, which is mostly used to refer to self a self-righteous person because of the shock that the media felt when they learned he was a teetotaler. It's like, oh, you're a rock star. You're not supposed to be like a straight arrow teetotaler. Uh, well, the singer was an intriguing personality on stage. He kept his personal life very private, which always led the press to question his vices. And, and his uh, sexuality. Yes. Uh, as seen in the chorus of the song, they couldn't wrap their fingers around how it was possible that someone with such an outrageous facade was not drinking or smoking. So they constantly questioned what he did behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of questions, first of all, that I don't drink, that I don't smoke, and that I don't do pot or whatever. Everyone thinks that I must. I get offered smoke a lot, and I get offered drinks a lot. So they're like, seriously, how, are you, how do you do that? Because... I just, I don't drink at all. I don't do any of that. So it's very funny that people probably assume that because I'm in music, I would probably do those things. I just don't happen to. And and Adamant uh, feels your pain. Yeah. yeah. Very weird. And uh, he, he did reveal that the song was his answer back, his uh, hollaback manifesto. I love it. And his way of keeping things level-headed. And I say good for you, Adam. I'm sure you made Mr. and Mrs. Ant uh, very proud. Uh, and I really love the line, we don't follow fashion, that'd be a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to set them, set them, so everyone can take note, take note. That's just a, ki- that's just a kick-ass line. It's a gem. Mm-hmm. And I love that song then. I love it now. Uh, even more now, since I know what it's about. It's a, a slap back and a piss take at the uh, media, kind of like Michael Jackson's Leave Me Alone. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. More classic stuff you might have missed, courtesy of your birds. Now back to you, Christina, who doesn't drink and doesn't smoke. What does she do? I do a few things. It's, edgy, it's weird. Some edgy bad girl stuff like introducing the song, I'm guessing. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be really scandalous. Yes, I'm going to introduce another song. This time it is definitely by a house band, and the artist is Bat Farm. And the song is brand new. It's called Three. And they are art rock, and they call themselves Darkadelic. Now, anybody who knows me knows that uh, Ascent has performed with Bat Farm many times um, Alex Kalise, who um, is just very, very talented. She took a lot of our promo photos and she also shot the video um, for uh, Untethered. Oh, so nice work. She's done a lot of amazing things. She's a really amazing supporter of Ascent and, and indie music. And actually, if you did, weren't around for it before, we met at NAM a few years back and we became fast friends. And she is just a beautiful soul, incredibly talented, as is Dennis, who I can't say enough about Dennis Morehouse either. Just a powerhouse on drums, beautiful human being. Again, the more beautiful a human being you are, the better your music is to me. <laughs> Although I will say the music stands alone. And this one is a real rocker and super, super good, super fun, also very accessible. I didn't listen to the whole thing because I try not to do that. But what I heard from the get-go, really, really good. So let's take a listen to a house band and a personal friend, Bat Farm. So say it loud.
much better with two, that's cool, it's company, but three is the number that's speaking to me. I've always loved the crowd, won't you come in, the water's just fine, we're about to throw down, we'll be here all night, this is one, two, three, oh, what can I say it more, it's all the numbers game, and I wanna play. One is fun, it's so much better with two, that's cool, it's company, but three is the number that's speaking to me. But three is the number that's speaking to me I've always loved the crowd So say That's the number that's speaking to me Number that's speaking to me That's the number that's speaking to me Number that's speaking to me That's the number that's speaking to me Number that's speaking to me That's the number that's speaking to me Number that's speaking to me One is fun, it's so much better with two But three is the number that's speaking to me I've always loved the crowd One is fun, it's so much better With two, that's cool, it's company But three is the number that's speaking to me I've always loved the crowd So say All right, so Bat Farm with three. So I'm going to start this one. I don't know why. I just feel like it. So the rock, funk, power pop, just crazy, crazy, amazing song. And there's kind of, have you ever heard of a powder song? So a powder song is something that they do um, in musicals, and it's a really fast syncopated beat. So she's mm-hmm. like, one, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, two, da-da-da-da. I love it. It feels very powder song, and but it's it's just, it's amazing. And, she, and there's always something like that, something syncopated, something really rhythmic, not only in her delivery, but in general, like the entire, you know, the entire song. I really love that. And of course, the beat is held down. The whole rhythm is held down by Dennis. Dennis is an incredible drummer now i'm going to say this a lot of people think they're drummers they think they're good drummers very few people who think they're good drummers really are dennis is an amazing drummer um another amazing drummer that i know just wanted to throw it out there is um mantic the mantic drummer russell on drums amazing drummer as well so he really holds it down he also is a producer i know they both kind of co-produce their music but i have to talk about her fucking vocals alex kills me her soulful, powerful, controlled, sassy, sexy voice, utterly memorable, absolutely spectacular. That breakdown in the middle, that fucking breakdown with the harmonies, I can't handle it. So, so amazingly good. Another absolutely just spectacular, mind-blowing track by Bat Farm. I'm not surprised, I have to say. I'm not surprised. I'm just always excited whenever they put something new out because I know it's going to blow me away, and this was no exception. Imagine the honor of having shared a bill with this group. I uh, mean, amazing. Any number of times, and uh, yeah, this... Um, re- well, it really it gets you by the throat in the beginning. That's what it, I said. But it kind of fakes you out. 
be with this high drama chant thing, but then it turns into this the kind of ultra sexy funk rock that you really don't think they make anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's yep. like the best of that, but it's a lot heavier. But it, it sacrifices absolutely none of the funk of it. No, I mean it swings, it shakes. Uh, you you will twitch, you will thrash, you yep. will, your hips are going to sway. This is the kind of thing, and that that cadence, that brilliant cadence of the uh, of the chorus. I mean, it's it's raw, it's suggestive, it it's swaggers up and tells oh, you, yeah. you know, it just says, you know what, here, I'm just going to lay it out for you. You know, it's so, it's so uh, assertive and so, it is. Uh, and so hot, you know, yeah. that it's like, you go, oh, shit. And the music is just, I mean, it could be an instrumental and you'd still be, your world would be rocked big time just by this fantastic track. And then, and then you add, add those Alex, amazing, amazing Alex's vocals. And uh, it's, deliver, it's like, I really can't find a word. It's just so. I, I find it intoxicating. That's how I it feel. It is intoxicating. I get a little, a little high, a little drunk it's on a, their stuff. It's kind of heady. It's kind of heady stuff. It oh, is. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Seductive, big time. Absolutely know. no. She's she's got that super sexy thing going on. It's super sexy. And when they perform live, they're a duo, so that's uh, another yeah. thing too. It's drums and guitar, and they use this these brilliantly produced tracks that you just heard. So they play over their tracks, and they sound like a full band again, which is kind of fun because then you know Bruce and I sound like a full band, and so on and so on. Then we you know we got lots of duos that are doing. You know the work of a full band, right? Uh, so it's believe, pretty rad. I believe you had three of them on one bill once. It was Ascent, Bat Farm, and uh, Tragic Radicals. Am I yes, right? we're yeah. going to work on that again. We're going to do that again. We all want to play again together. It's just been a weird year for me, see, but see uh, what you do. See yeah, what you do. we're going to do that. So uh, yeah, so Bat Farm. If you want to find more of their music, and of course you do. Let's not be ridiculous. Find them on Instagram at Bat Farm Band. And that hot little track, by the way, if I didn't say it before, was released in September. All right, so this next feature is called Hummingbirds. And for this feature, what we do is we basically hum popular tunes and we try to stump each other in a head-to-head battle. And the thing is, I usually get supremely fucked in this. But I'm going to try and hopefully I won't get completely and totally screwed on this and look like an idiot again because I don't know some of these songs. I'm hopefully I do. I'd like to think... I'm worldly in a music fashion, but I, I don't know that I am as worldly as I'd like to believe. At least it's been, I've been proven wrong on this show many times. So we shall see. I am going to start this little battle, though. <clears throat> Let's see. I'm trying to figure out, should I do the chorus or should I do the verse? Yes, which part of the 90s song that I never heard before will should you do? You know? Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Figure out. I might know it. Hey, Veruca Salt, you know. Wow. <laughs> that's usually how it go, how it plays. It's like, you don't know that one. It's like, no. Well, that's how it goes with your 70s songs. <laughs> you know more of them. Okay. But well, you need to go back and re-up your 90s, uh, your 90s membership then, because you were around in the 90s. Yeah, that's not, that's not what happened. Um, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, let's see. La, 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 la. Yes. I'm going to go with um, the Stripes. That would be the White Stripes. Uh, no, is White Stripes Seven Nation Army? Okay, it is White Stripes. Okay, it's not Jack. It's the White Stripes. It's Meg. Meg's in there, too. Yeah, so what's Thank weird goodness. is it's not a fucking 90s song. 
So uh, you're going to dial that right the fuck back. It's not. It's 2000, though. 2007. Right? Yeah, but they're kind of good, though. 90s. Nothing was good in the 90s. Hmm. <laughs> so she's yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't... It's not the fucking 90s, so <laughs> excellent job on that. All right. Well, now this one is much older, but I think you'll know this one. I think everybody knows so this one. So some 70s shit. Uh, it's old. Yeah, it's older. It's shit. older than the White Stripes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, probably in the 90s. But um, somebody you like, at least. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La 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 da 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 la 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 la. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is this Billy Squire? Rock me tonight. Um. No. La 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 la. Uh, no, yeah, that, oh, that's true. It is very similar. La, You're la, right. La, la, la. It's also Baker Street. <laughs> Oh, uh, it that's is, right. right. It's Baker Street and la 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 la. la. Yeah, that's true. No, how about uh, la 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 la? No, la 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 sounds la, so. La la la. It's the verse. La 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 la. <laughs> Has to be that dramatic. <laughs> la la la. I'm, I'm doing gestures here. La la la. There's a lot of gesturing. It's <laughs> a lot of gesturing. <laughs> la la la. And a lot of just there's emotive, uh, just emotive. We're yeah. having a very emotive moment as well. God bless radio. <laughs> Fuck. All right, I'm so sorry. It's Dio. Oh. Go ahead, say it. But wait a minute. What? Why does it sound like so many other fucking things? It like does. that's so confusing. Rainbow in the dark. It does. When I didn't notice oh it either my because God. I went in thinking Rainbow shit. in the Dark. I probably would have come up with some of that shit too, you know. Damn, I okay, yeah. I just it was just too similar. I could not stop I could not stop oh. the Billy Squire. Yeah. Terribly right. sorry, terribly sorry. I you know, I mean that no that I I knew that one. Yeah. It just I it's got not, it's not obscure. I it's, got fucked know, up yeah, yeah. with the whole thing. All right, um, <laughs> it's going to be pretty easy, probably. It sounds bad though. Oh, no. la, 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 la. That, that's pretty much the only appro- way to approach "Love to Love You, Baby." La, 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 la. But it's very bad because I have to start with a. Oh, because there's no, that's, that's it. There's just all this moaning stuff. You didn't even have to go beyond that point. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Donna Summer, for the record, Donna Summer, love to love you, baby. And I was going to say, you. no, you didn't cover that one. You covered I Feel Love. I Feel Love. Yeah, I Feel yes. Love. Which uh, is the same basic kind of thing, but, you know, it's cool. Well, I think Love to Love You is a little more moany, you know, in the middle of intercourse sort of sound, so... Yeah, I mean, it's that's what it was mostly known for. <laughs> but I love that song. Oh, yeah. Well, this is one... This is one that... Um, <clears throat> we should introduce a, a half-point system. I know you know the song. You might get the artist, you might not, but... Let me, oh, it's real brief. All right, we can do a half-point system. Okay. La, we always kind of did anyway. I mean, kind of. It was unofficial. La, 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 la... La 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 la
<laughs> She's laughing. That one part, it does that? Well, I got lost there big time. What, the beginning part? No, the la, la, la. Uh, the, whatever that was there that, at the that end. That probably was unwarranted. Okay, it's, okay, okay, okay. It's probably improvised or, okay, or un- right. unavoidable. Okay, you know? I was like, oh my God, All what right, was... Okay. La, la, wait. <clears throat> la, 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 la. Da, 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 da. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> I know how dumb that sounds. Oh, this is tragic. Is it? You're getting it. Oh, Kung Fu fighting. Of course. Yes. It's not even a when voice. You the, oh, that's it. That's all. It's it's kind of like the Donna Summer. Ah, you're like, all right, that's all you needed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to. Fuck. I should have hummed it. The laws didn't work. The hum worked and the oh, which is not a word. I mean, really. <laughs> no. Okay, so who did it? Do you remember? I can see it. You I can see the person. Point. I can see the person, but I can never remember the name. Oh, well, maybe I'll give you a slight hint and say you might listen to this person on a CD. <laughs> what kind of fucking clue is that? CD. You could probably listen to a lot of people on CD. Why would I say CD? <laughs> <laughs> why would I do that? Of course, you probably ask yourself why I do a lot of things. <laughs> well, I mean, but there's especially qu- during the show. Questions abound, but yes. Uh, maybe, you know, no. maybe their initials, you know. Yeah. CD. Carl Dixon. I don't know. <laughs> Carl something. Carl something. I can't remember. Sorry, Carl Douglas. Douglas. That's, Dixon, Douglas. That's 0.75. You know. Okay, point se- I'll take it. I'll take it because you got so far two for two because I'm but, that kind of bitch. Of course, that, that prompted a very funny meme and t shirt, which um, Grace, what's her name, wears, saying, Surely not everybody was kung fu fighting. You know, <laughs> there had to be a few holdouts, you know. There will be nothing better than you going, Oh, ever. I don't think Cutting room it's floor. too good. It's too good. All right, here's one. La 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 This is uh, this. Uh, I could picture this uh, playing on a yacht system myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you have a lighter? We can. Uh, yeah, I mean, hold the wave, lighter up. You know, I mean, I just want to know what love is, uh, foreigner. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's a finally. Now we've got some uh, traction here. Now this one, I I kind of understand why you're going to be upset about this one. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Is it a '90s thing? Uh, it's old, uh-huh. but I mean, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. You would know the song mm-hmm. uh, if you heard the instrumental track, but it, I don't know if I can convey it. Like, yeah. <clears throat> la 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 la. Yes, it goes like that. Let my love open the door. All right. And there's no question that you know who it is. Fuck. Let my love open the door. Hang on, I can see it. When you hear the vocal, if you can get the vocal on the verse in your head, you'll figure it out. People keep repeating. Is it the Kinks? No, 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 no. It's, um. Oh, fuck. Not the Kinks. It's, um. 60s rocker for sure, you know, like the Kinks. British, you know. Might have opened the door. Might have opened open the door. door. Fuck, I don't know. It's oh, not coming to me. That's a half point, though. Pete Townsend. Oh, fuck. 
I should have known like, that. Yeah, Kinks, The Who, I mean, it's perfect. I, yeah. <sighs> Pete Townsend, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you definitely knew the song, as I suspected you would. I like that song. So I just want everyone to, for the record, that I'm doing ones that he knows, and he does stuff I don't know. So here's another one he's going to know. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. La 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 when you're talking in your sleep talking in your sleep by the incurable romantics that's right so you're four for four now there's there's a band that great band romantics uh and that song they've got one that's impossible to sit still uh is um what I like about you. I mean, great fucking band. Uh, yeah. These, these, two, that one I would get, and this one, uh, Romantics, uh, uh, talking in your sleep. No, wait, it is Romantics. Yeah, I almost said Greg Kinn, but that's another one. No, uh, you got it right the yeah, first time. Yeah. Stop changing your answer because yeah. you're gonna get all no, fucked up. No, it's gonna be Greg Kinn. Uh, <laughs> it's not. That's uh, you can't our, make it that's happen. That's our loves in jeopardy. So. Yeah, you, yeah, baby. Ooh, yeah. A good that one. W- yeah, that is a good one. I, I just that would have been a good one, except I just exposed it. Okay. Yeah, you just fucked it so all up. So I got a, I got one here that um, mm-hmm. you know I sincerely hope the outcome of this next one does not lead to anyone filing divorce papers or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's gonna happen. But here it goes. Okay. Um, la 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 that was that was uncalled for and a dong and a dong I don't know what song that could be I'm in though sounds like a good one oh shit hold on la 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 fuck now that I hear it sounding like that, it's like that's not that recognizable. <laughs> 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 when, I, when I did it in my head, it was like, yeah, yeah. she's gonna know that one. No problem. <laughs> can you can you do one of those? Ooh, <laughs> does it have any of that? Well, it has. It, it does have a part like that. Can it I have some of that instead of whatever? I'm really sorry. I, I want to get it. Um, Bruce. It sounds kind of familiar, to be honest. Don't take this too hard, Bruce. That's a hint right there. The fact that I, Bruce would be the one who would be taking it hard. Hope it's not an Ascent song. That, that would, would suck. No, we don't do Ascent songs. On okay, that would feature. really suck. <laughs> Somebody's a really big deal to Bruce. So. I... There's so many. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I only know of a few. Well, it's Rush. Fuck. Yeah, sorry, but I mean, it, it was my it was my delivery. It was just, I mean, fuck. If I played the riff on the record, don't oh, no, 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 no. Oh, now I hear it though. Now I hear it. Living in the light is okay. Stage approaches the unreal. Um, now I hear it. Now that you said it, it's my f- brain filled in the what the uh, fucks. Yeah, I, I feel absolutely. Uh, I'm filled with remorse, even though I had the best intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we should switch roles. I'm the sage one, and you're the one with good intentions and opinions. See, that happens. Yeah, it works out. So you got four out of four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What I get? 
Those are just numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just remember, everybody, what I said at it's the beginning just, of this it's feature. Like, it's just the number. That's all. Yeah. Remember what I said at the beginning yeah. of this feature about him fucking me on this yeah. every time. That's okay. All right. Well, I lost again. Good for you. Yay. I gave you songs you know because there's love in the air when I do such a thing, but... There's another love when I when I pick these. It's just it's <laughs> they're my, not it's, ones it's I my know. My own failings and delivery. <laughs> no way. You so you know them. You know the, you knew all those songs. I I did. I'm so gl- grateful for the. Ooh, <laughs> I mean that just did everything. All right. Well, we have. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like turning Japanese. I think I'm turning ah, Japanese. Yeah. I really think it so. And then I was like, there. hey, this is Oriental. Bang. You got two seconds and I was to like, establish Orientality. Oh, you know? shit. I'm like, that's not that the, the rest of it doesn't sound like that, though. So I'm like, that can't be it. So I'm like, what else did? So it was hard. But that gave it away. So thank you very much for that. So what are we doing next? Well, the great news is we are going to listen to another band, but this one is a brand new band to Birds. And why? Because I like to give David what he likes, and he likes rock, punk, grunge, all thrown together in a nice little meaty mix. This artist is called Gray Goes Down, and the song is Nothing Like. So let's take a quick listen, and we'll come back and uh, see if this tickles his punk fancy.
and that was Gray Goes Down. And uh, what do you say about this track from this new band, at least new to Birds? Yeah, uh, and the name is it's a puzzler. I mean, you think Gray Goes Down, you wonder what is that? Is like a first submarine pops into mind. Don't ask me why, you know. Uh, anyway, but you have a much less dirty mind than I do, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> I mean, what is it like seeing your oral? No, I don't even yeah, that's what it. that's where my brain was going. Yeah, I, I I went there too. Who's you know? gray? But I, I retreated, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I love how it starts off with this. It's it's really forceful, but it's it's kind of who asking the fact that it starts with this slashing acoustic or clean electric or whatever it is. But then out comes the punch. It's kind mm-hmm. of like uh, a little bit like uh, Nirvana in that sense, but it doesn't sound like it's grunge. It's not like '90s or anything. It, uh, I think they'd be very pleased to hear you say that about the Nirvana thing. I think they're they're big fans of Nirvana. Are they? Yeah, I believe if I if I be- remember correctly, I think they are or or would be very big fans of Nirvana. Well, it's always it's hard for that not to be exciting. Boston did that too. You chop at the progression on acoustic, and then bam, you punch them. You know, and uh, and when the guitar comes in, it is this crisp old school guitar bite where it's clean. I mean, it's dirty, but it's clean. It's not. Muddy. It's not one of those muddy, you know, new new metal shit things or anything. It is old school. It is scrappy, like uh, rockabilly almost in a sense, but punk. Uh, I love that snappy snare drum sound. It's beautiful uh, for this song. It reminds me of like the a little Ramones, a little Clash, but mostly like the Alarm that kind of thing. Oh my uh, god! I said Ramones and Clash too, and I yes. love the addition of the Alarm because I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. Especially the Alarm because it has that. Scrappy Irish, Scottish, British Isles yes. vocal style. You but know? what I like about it is it's it's there's some of the punk that we've been getting from the indie music scene has been kind of straight punk, which we also love. But yeah. this is very smart punk, and it's kind of uh, over the pond punk, and I really like over the because I said it's like. I had said in here, it's kind of like Sex Pistols with a healthy heaping of the Clash, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the Ramones, and I thought it was great. Uh, absolutely, and, and it ha- it does. It has that over the pond. It has that yeah. like British Isles, not like Britain. It's, it's always going to like Ireland, Scotland, something like that. Yes, it just has that particular pub kind of sound, like the Proclaimers, only edgier. Oh, far you know? edgier, yeah, yeah, a lot edgier, and uh, that's always uh, that's always a welcome uh, embellishment or aspect right there. So, yeah, this uh, this rocked my world tonight, and I, I loved it. And of course, you knew I would. Yes, yeah. well, I you know what I kind of felt like when I heard the vocals, which just right away the song pulled me in and you know I only listened to a few seconds because I don't want to ruin it but I got new wave vocals and I loved the marriage of the night kind of new wave vocals with the kind of punky stuff but it's punky perfection with all the attitude the swagger the defiance the power of the sex pistols like I said but they sound a little clashy which is the the refinement in it to me there's a yeah, refinement the to it is Dialed back from the Sex Pistols, any yes, day, you know, absolutely. It is. It's more heavy ska, reggae, almost a little bit, but not in this case. But I right. mean, it's like it, when Clash does when the Clash does punk, that's how it sounds. Kind it of sounds, it sounds clean. It sounds the musicianship is always on display when you hear the Clash, you know. And this band was no different. I mean, it was just rock solid. And I really like the. I have to talk about when he does the on the chorus. Mm-hmm. I love I love that little embellishment because it stays with you. It it stays with you and it without being kind of annoying like a la 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 or na 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 which I hate. Don't put nonsense words. I'd rather you use the word and just do if you're going to do an embellishment, do it like that. 
I liked it. It was cute. It gave it kind of a pop sensibility, which I really like, and I think is going to help them reach an even broader audience than just the punk, you know, punk pop audience. I think they can reach even further than that because it's got a little feel of grunge, like a little hint, a little taste flavor of grunge. I think the vocals are kind of new wavy, but then also clashy. So I don't know. I just really loved it. I think they're really well-rounded. Yeah, that that whole bridge between like the late 70s, early 80s, like from, from Clash, like alarm type groups and everything. It is that and the best of that, and this should be in a lot of jukeboxes. Uh, you know, it's just it's that kind of song that it just, is. It's an out. It's just a, it's just as what a rocker is supposed to be. It really is. And uh, Gray goes down. Love to know what that's about. All right. So if you liked that song by Gray goes down as much as we did, and we're sure you did, go to Instagram and you can find them at Gray goes down. All right. So now it is time for your second and final feature of the night. That that whole final thing really is that's the spoonful of sugar that helps mm. the bitter medicine go in, uh, go down that of me having to do another feature. Well, you know what's weird is but. let's see, so one, two, three, four years of it. So I figured by now, number one, you'd know it was coming. Number two, you'd become comfortable with it. Number three, you might be excited about doing features, but it seems like I might be completely off on that. It's a shock every time. It's every a, it's time. A every time. Yeah. Wow. All right. And this feature, uh, according to my recollections, is called Keep Your Ayas on the Kids. And uh, everything's a cheesy bird <laughs> pun. So, Aya, of course, would be the bird here. <laughs> Keep your Ayas on the Kids. And for this feature, we discuss the kids following in the footsteps of their rock star parents. Does the apple fall far from the tree? Well, while there is no shortage of kiddos who have followed their uh, parents into the music world, uh, some of them want to, you know, make it on their own and not at least not play up the family tie needlessly like Jacob Dylan, who could have used his name, but he did the Wallflowers instead. Um, and uh, then there's the uh, Hank Williams dynasty. There's uh, at least three of those. Are we up to the eighth now? Are we up to Henry the Eighth now? I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, they're obviously, I mean, they're using the same name and not finding fault with either approach. But tonight's kid, we're keeping our eyes on, took the former road and, you know, played, played it low and, uh, at least in the terms of the band. And, well, this cat is a chip off the old rock block, that's for sure. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And sometimes it falls on the same stage in the same night. Mm. But more on that in a minute. Interesting. Born in 1994, this ute came into the world at the right time because when he said dada, he could actually see his father's face without the grease paint. And uh, if that, that might seem like a clue. Mm. <laughs> so, you feel like you're cluing us into something. Let me see. Something. Somebody who used to wear makeup, but then they didn't. Uh, the only real question is, which member of KISS am I talking That's about? Right. <laughs> well, the young man in tonight's spotlight is Evan Stanley, son of KISS frontman Paul Stanley. And I gotta say, pure dependency must suck. All the cool kids feeling they have no choice but to join in on bashing KISS. But even they have to acknowledge his uh, legendary status. In fact, mm. Christina here, the punkin herself, the showrunner, has a friend who sings uh, back up with Paul Stanley and Billy Idol. Okay, let's stop for a second because wow. Kitten Kuroi is amazing. I just have to, if we're going to go there, we're going to go there. Kitten Kuroi is an incredible artist. She's got one of the most beautiful voices ever, and she has honestly backed up so many people. Um, I mean,. Natasha Bedingfield, um, obviously currently, I mean, uh, Engelbert Humperdinck for a while. I mean, wow. she's she's done so much. Elvis Costello. Whoa. She's absolutely incredible, and she is not only incredible, but I've known her for many years, and she's a beautiful, amazing soul, putting light and love out into the world all the time through music, 
through words. Uh, so please go check her out on Instagram, and it's K-I-T-T-E-N, last name K-U-R-O-I. She's brilliant. Kitten Karoy. Yes. Very nice. So that's who it is. I didn't remember the name, but I remember the story, and I've seen some of the footage, and she really has a terrific voice, I'll yes. tell you that. Love you, Kitten. Yeah, there you go, Kitten. Hi, Kitten. A little plug for you. Um, well, Evan Stanley is lead vocalist and co-lead guitarist of an ensemble called Amber Wild at present, and yes, that's about the most like 80s hairband name you could possibly Thank come you. up with, right? Yeah. And as as it kind of should be, you know. And uh it's like wait, Amber Wild, didn't they write, didn't they do Cherry Pie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like, like it should be a bunch of females, like yeah. a, a like a Bengals type thing for Amber Wild. That I don't could know. be too or just guys really flamboyant 80s style guys and everything. Ooh, <laughs> glam rock. Yeah, yeah, glammy. Yeah, it's a glammy name. Uh, it seems they would they would have to have been done cherry pie or something like it, uh, especially seeing the band's logo, which is like a lips with AW, and it's just it is so classic, and that's for a very good reason. But uh, because they do embrace the old school, and I salute them for that. They now, sure do. Now there was an Amber Wild with an E at the end. Who theirs doesn't? That's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they did it for this reason, or maybe <laughs> not. But there was an Amber Wild with an E who went missing in Wisconsin in 1998. Ooh. Yeah, but I don't know if that has anything to do with it because. This band doesn't even have a Wikipedia page yet because they really are kind of new. Mm. Uh, I only just found out that, uh, and I, this is because I'm so uh, one foot in the tar pit. You got to understand. I didn't know Evan Stanley had singles out before today. She told Christina told me because I said this is what we're going to do. And we almost never talk about things on the show. Yeah, beforehand. no, but it I, just happened to come up. Well, and I sometimes have to do a little bit of research so that I can speak to it, which we did. But yeah, I, and that was the thing. That's I, I made a discovery, and and I said, oh, I've already listened to four songs. Wait a minute. <laughs> He doesn't. Amber Wilde doesn't have four songs out there yet. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's what I said. I said, okay, where, is it like YouTube? Are you seeing on YouTube? Something? Because there's probably some footage. There are some other songs, which I will, the Amber Wilde songs, which I'll get to. But yeah, since 2020, Evan Stanley's been putting out singles, little did I know. Much more, uh, not entirely acoustic, but much more of the, the pop Yeah, definitely. Based. In fact, one of his songs is a is a cover of a, uh, a song by The Weeknd called Blinding Lights, which has three, wait for it, billion streams. It's a really good version of it. I mean, I'm not a big The Weeknd fan. I don't hate him. No, but, I, I kind of like it a little bit better. But no. it was really good. Yeah. And, and I will say it's more um, more along the lines of kind of that, that sort of genre of music. So it's different. So Amber Wilde is a complete... Um, I guess his alter ego. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it, out of nowhere with that name. It's it's so mysterious, and I'll get to that in a minute about how mysterious it is. But even even having been around for years, Evan Stanley doesn't have a page that I could find any either. Mm-mm. But uh, and uh, Amber Wilde just released their first two singles before hopping on board Kiss's End of the Road tour for fifteen dates. Yeah, I was gonna say, why do you need a page when you can open for Kiss? That's enough page for me. Well, that, that's gotta help somewhat. But uh, And one of those dates was at the Hollywood Bowl just a few weeks ago, and mm. I happened to be there. Uh, you di- how did you, did, did, was it, it like you stumbled in? I, and I, I mean, it isn't, I was just walking by, and I thought, do oh, you, kiss, look at that. Did you take if, an Uber? Because if, uh, if I just stumbled in, the sign that read sold out would have deterred me. Mm. But I was there, and uh, I got to say, no peer-dependent naysayers parroting the party line, just 17,500 members of the KISS Army, strong. And there were a lot of people there, decked out in attire and even Kiss makeup, proudly That's representing. Right. And on the way back to the car, uh, there was a band at the Whiskey A Go Go. I stopped in the Whiskey A Go Go, was still open inexplicably. Mancini, love you guys. 
uh, was playing, and uh, they rocked it. And their last number, they said, hey, did anybody go to the Kiss show tonight? It's like, yes, thank you, uh, before launching into rock and roll all night. So it was a good night to be a Kiss uh, soldier. But anyway, back to Amber Wilde, of course. So I think you'd enjoy this if you like, you know, if you like your basic rocker kind of, you know, kick-assy kind of song. It's going to... It's going to rock you. Uh, it's going to give you a little nod back to some classic uh, kind of hard rock of the years before. So I think it's it's really fun music. Why not? Uh, they rocked the bowl and they would not be ignored. And they had uh, a lot. I tell you, opening acts seldom get the degree of attention that Amber Wilde got because they came on hard. Uh, they apparently have a lot of songs, but only released two of them. They did a lot of them. i got to tell you, it, it's really encouraging hearing more songs because then you see the consistency. And the songs that are yet to be released are so good that uh, even though I had never heard them before, besides the two singles that I actually retained the names of a few of them, uh, Constant Constellations, Lover, all of it great stuff. Uh, Young Stanley is a forceful, passionate singer. And uh, just like his dad, he plays some tasty-ass lead uh, solos too, trading with uh, Amber Wilde's other guitar player. And they are actually touring at present, so you might want to catch them playing solo before you know the world discovers what's up with them and their popularity and the ticket prices soar. But, <clears throat> but in a music scene up to its eyeballs with Drek and Drivel, honestly, there are a few gnarly kick-ass rock and roll bands out there, and Amber Wilde is definitely one of them right now that you want to be watching. And uh, you can go to Spotify or wherever and check out the current double single consisting of the songs Breakout and Silver. Well, this is undeniably contemporary music, but it's contemporary music with one foot in the timeless classic uh, rock approach. And uh, I love this group, and I'm looking forward to the new releases. And if you're a fellow diner with one foot in the tar pit and you think all hope is lost, then get ready to pogo and throw your back out with me. Or if you're just a dino curious, a younger person who's intrigued with my giddy rhapsodizing about classic rock years, go dig into Amber Wilde now. All right, so now we are going to listen to our second to the last artist. This one is also a house band, meaning we played them more than once, perhaps multiple times. And I never know if I'm saying this right. I believe the name of this band is Itre, and this song is Refraction, and they are progressive metal. And they released this song in September. So let's take a listen to a house band that we all know and love. And if you don't know them yet, you will both know and love them after hearing this track.
And that was my pronunciation, etre. Etre, etre. etre. Tomato, not, tomato. It's definitely not outre. No, it's uh, not. Etre, yes. Which, I, which uh, let me see if I can remember my French. I believe that's French for to be, sometimes conjugated as I am. Mm. Uh, I just, off the top of my head, you know, from French class, which, of course, I never had French class. I was like, what? Yeah. And the song Refraction. And uh, I, first of all, I am a complete sucker for any song that's as driven in the early stages by percussion as this is. You know, and that's a lot of the sound in the beginning. That's a prog thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a prog. prog thing, and it is it's it's proggy, but it has the there's, there's the moodiness of like the rhythmics and, and to me a little bit of garbage. Although I don't know a lot of their stuff that's I associate it with that sound, but then it turns into something much more metal than you would have been expecting if it was not billed as progressive metal. You would not be seeing the metal coming, but it comes. And of course, I'm going in blind, so I don't know the makeup of this group at all. But there's either one vocalist doing hellaciously fantastic uh, vocal orchestrations, or it's a group thing. I don't even know. But the vocals are just amazing. And they are, uh, and no effort is spared to uh, create a lush vocal onslaught for this song because the music gets stronger and stronger and the vocals get ramped up too. I don't know if it's one or many, but it's uh, it's absolutely killer. And it, after the, the moody, percussive-driven part, it's... Uh, starts into like a little metal gallop but then it zooms up like a runaway horse it's just fantastic it takes you with it to this crescendo and there's this uh, fantastic uh, keyboard guitar interplay and this uh, really uh, haunting movie score end it was just a really powerful piece of music so good for uh, Etre as I'm gonna go with so this band it it feels like I love that you said the soundtrack thing because I feel like the very beginning and the very end, but the very beginning felt like a soundtrack for like Game of Thrones or something like that. Exactly, Didn't exactly it? right. Yeah. And then the end felt the same. Like I feel like we were ending this really amazing dramatic scene, but then she began to sing, and it is one female vocalist ah. doing all that heavy lifting. There's there's this beautiful that that crescendo where both you and I had like a an audible like <gasps> gasp yeah. right when it there happened. Is that moment it yeah. hit so yeah. hard. This band is just so brilliant. They're edgy and they're pushing us to new prog rock, I think, places. These soaring vocals and these musical swells that just awe you. I mean, her vocals, it's just, she pushed herself. If, I mean, as a vocalist, and I'm I'm not saying we're in the same caliber because that was just amazing, but she just went further and further and further and further and further in one song. So it was absolutely incredible. She's an incredible singer. They're an incredible band. And that's why they're one of our house bands. And the end is kind of the same as the beginning where it gave you soundtrack vibes. So I just loved it. The harmonies were perfect. The layering was perfect. The swells were perfect. I absolutely love this new track by a house band. And if you would like to find them, please find them on Instagram. And you should because they're amazing. And just look up E-T-R-E-C-P-H. And that track we just heard was released in September as well. New stuff. Yes. Fresh new stuff. I love fresh new stuff. I mean, it, it, I, it's amazing. There's great stuff that you have to take the dust off of. But yeah. this is brand spanking new. We just, they still have plastic on the outside. Like, amazing. Yeah. So, we definitely want to always go back and support the bands that we've supported initially. Because when they have new stuff... We want you to hear that as well. Like District 97, I thought that was the same thing where it was like symphonic metal, but without that that 
forced symphonic metal yeah. vocal sound. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's much more down to earth in that way, and and it makes it so much better. Not that yes. I don't like symphonic metal, I do. Of course, but, I do too. You know, but I mean, it's, it's less uh, it was, operatic. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, it, it is and. And I, what I like about their voices, both this band and District 97, is there's this purity to their, their vocals. Yeah, it's not yeah, raspy. It. It's not overly rock. It's really pure. And I will say, I hate the purity of my voice, but I love the purity of their voice. Like, my voice doesn't have any, like, grit. I want Melissa Etheridge grit, and I don't have it. Oh. But I'm hoping that these two ladies will make me feel a little bit better about not having grip because I love the purity of their voices. You've got a great voice for a scent, that's for sure. So, well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I do like to sing lots of kinds of music, but I have to say rock is my jam. And from rock to uh, a different kind of rock or a strange rock as we go into Strange Nest Fellows. That is my feature. And for this feature, we discuss strange collaborations or duets. Now, there are so many to choose from. This one actually consists of two artists that I like on their own. Very different artists from different sides of the uh, of the street, <laughs> different neighborhoods, if you will. And uh, it's definitely going to be, you're going to make you very happy because it has a tie to something that you always like to bring up. And it has a James Bond tie. Hey! And it's because Everything does, yeah. it is... Another Way to Die by Jack White and Alicia Keys. And it is Quantum of Solace. That's that's what the the movie it's from. Mm -hmm. And so these are certainly two strange uh, nest fellows because we have Jack White, who is kind of the rock uh, with a little bit of punk. You know, he even has a little rockabilly side to him and all of that. And then we have Alicia Keys, who is the R&B soul person. So to bring those two together, you think, well, maybe it wouldn't work. And there are so many parts of it that work, and there are parts that don't work for me. So I would say it's probably 90-10. So the parts that work for me are, are when they're complementing each other, where they're they're sharing the vocals. I don't like it when they're singing together. It doesn't sound good. It's like uh, it's dissonance, and mm. it's not the good kind. But I like what they're doing. I like the play on it. I like the idea of it. I'm just I might have tweaked a few things. But it is certainly strange to think of Alicia Keys and and Jack White sitting around talking about, hey, let's collaborate on this song. You bring the soul and the funk, and I'm going to bring the punk rock stuff, and somehow we're going to mush it all together. But it works because Alicia's on keys, Ugh, and it was amazing. Jack's doing what he does. You know, it's kind of a dark uh, video. It's kind of a dark feel. So that was kind of fun. But then there's a little bit of levity in it. You definitely see some of the James Bond stuff. But I think when I look back on a, a history of Strange Nest Fellows, this is certainly high on the list other than the other ones I've heard recently about where it's Elton John and Nicki Minaj. I can't handle these kinds of clashes. No, yeah, so. I know what you mean, yeah. This is a weird clash, but it's, I think, again, 90-10 it works, 90% it works, 10%. I was like, ooh, if we could just tweak that. But they're certainly strange nest fellows. I do think we should see more of that crossover. Mm. We should see more people trying to do things together, although I feel like it would have been easier to do that in maybe the 70s, 80s, 90s. But once we got to 2000, there's there's just a big divide there between what happened after 2000 
And then uh, as far as the the sub, you know, R&B side of things and all that, it went in a different direction than I expected. But pre that, I think you could marry rock and R&B very easily or rock and soul very easily. But I feel like it got harder. So these two are kind of, to me, are like the last of the two that would work together like that mm-hmm. before we went very different with the way soul feels and the way R&B feels these days. But that's just my opinion. So I do like Strange Nest Fellows. This almost didn't work for me, but it really did work for me. I, at first I thought I was like, I'm not going to like this, but 90-10 I did. Yeah, this is an interesting one for a number of reasons. One, because it's uh, well, it's it's the only duet in the Bond theme history. You know, there are 24 or 5 movies, and, and this is the only duet. And it is an unlikely pairing. I mean, Jack White comes in with this gorgeous fuzzed out guitar I mean it, it sounds like a Bond theme but it's much heavier see I didn't get the Bond theme from it there, it didn't sound like a Bond are, theme to me at all uh, no there are these the, the moody Bond theme touches like her dun, 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 you know the, just the, the segue where, where the singing starts uh, but it's 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 really heavy, and it's the same thing with. It was a totally different direction for Bond themes because we had just had Chris Cornell. That was and amazing. The, and the fantastic theme I from can't even uh, Casino that. Royale. You know my name. It's just brilliant. It's one. It's one of my all time. Yeah, favorites. this doesn't fit for me in the in that in the realm of being a great Bond theme. I just I don't feel. No, it is, it, it is a departure. I like the song. Okay, I do. It it feels weird as a Bond theme. And you mentioned a video which I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I picture the the movie credits. You know, because yeah. that's where I hear. They the just song. show the little like the little you know thing like they show at the beginning the little thing that they're standing in the little Bond. I don't know. I want to call it like it looks like a little time warp. You know, they show that kind of stuff. It's you know. But it's a nod, if you will. It's not crazy. Well, I mean, I like Jack White on the song a lot better. You know? I, I love Jack White, and I love Alicia Keys on their own. I'm glad this maybe this will be their only one. Well, there are it some, worked. There are some strangeness fellows that just don't work for anybody. Yeah, uh, this worked. This one, it did, it but did. Uh, it's a it's a kind of a one off. Yeah, I do like it as a theme. It's a one. I mean, it's I strange it as, as a Bond theme. theme. Yeah, I don't like it at all. But uh, and they, you notice they went away from that edgy rock stuff. They, I mean, they had uh, techno. They had Madonna. You know, and they went. Okay. I didn't mind that. No, I like that one. I like that one. Chris yeah. Cornell. We Ugh. got Jack White and Alicia Keys. And then it's like, okay, let's go classic. Let's go traditional. Who was next? Adele. Adele you know? was amazing. It was amazing. And then they f- ran it into the fucking ground with that disastrous Sam Smith thing. And then, they, then yeah. well, they, they pulled it out about halfway with Billie Eilish, but I won't dwell on that. You know, I love Billie Eilish, <laughs> so you better calm down. <laughs> I mean, let's just move on from the Billie Eilish thing. But uh, yeah, I, I dig this one too. It's it's not like uh, they could do a lot of stuff together that I would like necessarily, but possibly it's because of the movie. Even though it's my le- one of my least favorite, it's my least favorite of the Daniel Craig movies. But still, the song is nice. It is a strange pairing, though. I mean, those. Think about it. White Stripes, Alicia Keys. No, that's that's an unlikely pairing. So it certainly qualifies as Strange Nest Fellows. And the results are better than one might have hoped. Better than one. Yeah. They just Maybe you just do it for the fun of it, but not to be a Bond theme. Because I don't want to hear that song again if I don't have to. It was fine. It was good for the feature. But I'm all set. So from Strange Nest Fellows to uh, another familiar face or another familiar band this time it is our friends another house band the noble kind 
And they have a new song that came out in September as well. Apparently, September was a big release time. Uh, and it is called Summer Love. And they are folk rock. And I think you're going to like this little ditty. It's a feel-good one. And uh, let's take a quick listen to another house band.
So the noble kind, what can be said about this sweet, powerful band, except, um, you know, the the banjo at the beginning is sweet, it's soothing, and it sets the tone for this lovely tune, this tune that is just something that will tugs at your heartstrings, is, is beautiful, is positive, is life-affirming, um, you know, his vocal tone and his control are just so refreshing. I love his voice. His voice is emotional to me. Very, He very much emotes with his voice, and you can hear it. I hear the care. I hear the love in his voice. I hear the light in his voice. Um, it's it's like um, this song, I, I was thinking, it kind of spoke to my my little heart that's been made fragile by recent events it really felt like you know sunshine after rain or something it was just beautiful and the fiddle was beautiful as well in the middle it's just it's just beautiful i think the noble kind have something very different and very special and i knew that when i heard the first song we played and it was confirmed when i heard this one so welcome back noble kind you have touched my heart yeah, that is exactly the reaction uh, that I was having too. It uh, well, it start the way it starts off. It's so delicately, it's uh, delicate with the. Uh, I, it's so brief, you can't tell. Is it pizzicato strings? Is it vibes? It's something like that. But then that banjo, that wonderful banjo, that Americana kind of a feel. But melodically, it even had, to my demented mind, it has hints of kind of like the post punk Echo and the Bunnymen sort of thing, as far as vocally and melodically. But it is more Americana. It's like New Riders of the Purple Sage, but it's also like Bruce Coburn. And like even there was a time and I thought that sounds like Bono and this could make a U2 song because it is that stirring. But uh, I can, yeah, that emotion. You, you're, I love this. that you said that because U2 yeah. is one of those bands that can make me like bring me to my knees every time. And I feel like they have this too. You're this right. This is that heartfelt kind of U2 it of, really uh, is. delivery. And when the strings and the drums come in, it, oh. it just turns extremely poignant. And yes. it's like this guy is like, it's like, oh, he just takes you, you know, he gets you by the heart, you know. He does. And, uh, you know. The end, the praying for you. Yeah, the praying for you. Uh. And when our eyes meet, we won't even have, need to say hello. Uh, and, uh. you know, that spring is in the air. There's so much of it, as you said. It is so affirming and everything. And it's it's poignant, but it doesn't bring you down, and that's that's a nice trick. 
this song really, as I said, it gripped me. It was like, oh, man, this is one of those. And I, I hear a lot of stuff that I like that you pick, but seldom does it get me emotionally like this. Same. But this guy, it's because of the, the vocal, uh, the way it's delivered, the, the whole composition the of the song. The whole composition. The whole thing. The, and the uh, lyrics, every yeah, single thing. The lyrics, everything about it is, uh, is just dead dead on for it is it's one of those songs that oh this is going to be one of those ones that chokes me up every time yep. you know? I, and i and that's how i feel i feel very choked up i feel very moved and very grateful uh to have revisited our friends the noble kind and i recommend that you follow them and support them i know they have some more new music coming out you can find them on instagram at the Noble Kind, and that's N O B L E K I N D. Well, uh, we end on a positive yet heavy note here today. It's giving me the feels, it's giving um, affirmation, it's giving endings, but the promise of a new beginning. That's what it's giving me. What is it giving you? It's giving me that promise of a new day thing. It's giving me that, you know. I think it's giving you a signal that it's time to end the show. Is yeah. that what is that what it's giving you? Yeah, it is. I don't it's, know. Uh, it, it's it's giving me a puppy. It's giving me a blanket. <laughs> it is right. It's giving. And, uh, the, I mean, the noble kind probably never never considered that that was a possibility. No, but it's giving me a puppy. It's giving, me, and of course, that's almost entirely due to its placement at the end of the show. That's correct. It's all but about placement. We are going out with a great one. So we it's, really it's are going out with out. a great one. Yes. All right. So it's time to wrap this puppy up in a neat little blanket. Uh, you know what you're giving me? You're giving me endings. I'm giving. Am I giving? You're you giving su- me closure. Am I giving you super pro? You are super pro. All right. Well, uh, coming up, winging it, and what might that be? Oh, you know, because that's most of what we've been delivering you for the last uh, year. You that's know. changing. That's changing. Yeah. So we're glad you asked. Anyway, if you don't know, so it's a short show about one music-related topic. No tracks, no features, none of the escape uh, metal patient notes. Oh. Just uh, inf- uh, informal chat where opinions and laughter are promised. We offer up something new every week. Uh, it just threw me off. That's all. The uh, the both light me went too. out. Yeah. So, uh, now what do I do? You know, do we stop? Stop. I mean, we're at the end of the show. Well, I mean, if, if the show were underway, just underway, that'd be one thing. But it's over now. Okay. Uh, when the when the puppy's getting wrapped up, the light might as well go off. Yeah. Uh, we invite you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. You know what that's giving Deezer. me? What support? That, it's giving that, me support vibes. And I feel uh, the support, and this is this has given me like uh, informational vibes. Uh, oh, totes yeah. informational I mean, vibes. You know, this is uh, this is high this key. is not sus at all. This is high key informative, you know. Yeah, yeah. but it's not sus. No, it's sus. There's so many of these little phrases that that I'm not recalling at the moment. Thank God, you know, <laughs> which uh, is uh, probably directly related to my overall well state of well being right now. You know. uh, <laughs> Uh, Deezer even Deezer yes yeah, believe it or cool. not we're uh, cool like that who listens to Deezer geezers or no is that uh, well, geezers, it's not a Deezer geezer yeah, situation, it's not a situation. No. It sounds like there should be one called geezer you know or a grumpy old man yeah. I think there's pit radio or something like and that yeah oh yeah uh, yeah tar pit radio yeah W uh, no uh, K T A R K T A R yes <laughs> tar pit radio dinos unite dinos unite. Uh, and uh, so always remember to click subscribe and enable notifications for those new episodes. Yes. Uh, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it, at Both On Air. This is where we advertise our new themes and tell your friends and bands to uh, send in their music to us and uh, join the uh, the rarefied atmosphere of few of the proud, the bands, <laughs> the house bands, you know. 
And uh, we want to grow our flock, of course, uh, good shepherds that we are. But we need your help. Uh, please share us with your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds. Share your boys with the world. And, uh, well, um, we said the hellos, and now that only leaves for you to say... You know what the end of this show is giving me? It's giving me let's get the flock out of here vibes. Boom. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.